live, live, live this week. So um, once all those sources are, are hooked up, we'll get underway. Um, any event, no beer today. We got a little rowdy Monday night, so going to talk about our night on Monday for sure. Uh, and going to go into a little bit uh, about TV talk. I usually talk TV, uh, but I didn't even get to see any of my shows this week because uh, I usually watch them on like Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Uh, but the Eagles played Monday and went to the Phillies game Tuesday. So if you're watching anything new, let me know what you're watching. The Phillies look like they're about to collapse. Finally won a game. Um, the start time is outrageous. The start time dilemma is absolutely outrageous. The 645 start is impossible to go. Um, so we'll talk Phillies. We'll talk a uh, little Sixers too. Ben Simmons spoke out today. Unbelievable. Uh, wow. I can't wait to talk about that because you guys are going to hate my, my stance on that. But um, we're going down to D.C. So shout out to Philly Sports Trips. We're ripping D.C. this weekend. So maybe we'll do a bonus episode or something. Or maybe we'll go live down in D.C. Um, or after the game, I'll let you know how, how it goes. Uh, they're already... They're already. I, I hope they. The first time ever, they have a South Jersey bus going. They have like twenty buses going from PA and Philly and stuff. But great guys, the Philly sports trips. Vince uh, put me on, and I got some guys down here, a bunch of guys to go, and uh, one of the other radio stations down here got a bunch of people. And we're leaving at Atlantic City. It's going to be wild. Uh, like 5 a.m. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Um, oh, man, I can't wait. Carson Wentz spoke out this week. And Ben Simmons spoke out this week. What are the odds? These are two guys that were, like, in hiding. And now all of a sudden these guys speak out. I pushed the show a little bit later. It's usually up and available for people to listen to by now. But um, it's funny. We've been sharing a crap ton of Cleveland Brown stuff. I don't know why. It comes in our feed. And if it's funny, you know, we'll put it up. We don't like to take ourselves too seriously. But um, the Cleveland Browns play tonight. What an awful game. I uh, Steelers Browns. I usually want to watch the game, so I do the show and upload it. So if you can follow Filthy and Philly on like Spotify, YouTube, uh, some of your non-traditional social medias that are now social medias, Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review, um, and it's pretty sweet because I have a link here. So if any of you guys want to get involved and get on the show, I can get you in, and I can punch you in the show. Uh, so we'll do that in any event. We 
carry on. No beer today. I usually have a beer. I got to get a better uh, backdrop going on. 100. Keeping it 100. Um, Wearing a Vegas hat. Totally going to get a lot of flack for the Vegas hat because I never talk flyers on this show. Somebody messaged me this week and they were like, why don't you guys cover the flyers at all? Here's your shot right here. I thought the letter John Tortorella sent out to the Eagles, uh, to the Flyers season ticket holders, was better than anything any of the other teams have sent to season ticket holders. The Eagles, as you know, we did the unboxing. We opened the um, Eagles pack. They gave us like that bag. And actually, people were using it at the tailgate. It actually is kind of stretchy and it fits a lot. But anyway, Tortorella sent out because the team is just going to be bad. Everyone knows the team's going to be bad this year with the Flyers. And I'm going to get out of Flyers because I'm just going to lose people by the second here on live. Uh, I'm going to get out of it. I promise. We'll talk Carson Wentz uh, and and Ben Ben Simmons. But he sent something out and he said basically these guys are just going to play hard. It might not be pretty. It might not happen overnight. But if they're bad and they're not giving 100% effort, I'm straight up benching these dudes. I thought that was one of the most Philly things that came out this entire week. That's exactly what we wanted guys like Ben Simmons and Carson Wentz to do when they were in hiding and they wouldn't talk to virtually anybody at all. (laughs) We just wanted them to be like, yo, Philly, we love you. We're going to give it as hard as we can, whatever. No, these guys are frauds. They're hiding. Um, And we got a little bit of a glimpse today why some of these guys were hiding. So we're going to talk about Ben Simmons and what he had to say. I wish I could punch some clips in, Um, but it's just me right now. But I'll bring you up to speed, and hopefully you can find it. And I'll give you in context what he was saying. But we'll talk a little Ben Simmons. First time he spoke out today in a while. No beer today. No sponsors. Uh, actually great sponsor. We're going down to DC this week, but if you come down in the winter when it's a lot less crowded down in Cape May, there's a ton of wineries, ton of great things to do in Cape May, the ferry park, especially if you, you take the ferry down there at exit zero, they're going to have all the union games, all your NFL Sunday ticket games, and they're going to have world cup down there. So Exit Zero at 6, there's shopping down there, there's restaurants, there's food right at the ferry station down there. It's a blast. So thank you, Exit Zero, for rocking with us. Um, So that's good. That's a little plug right there. We're going down to D.C. So my background is terrible. You're probably probably just listening. I'll let you know. I have basically this bed in my office – And what I do is I pile a bunch of stuff because I'm not done unpacking yet. I pile a bunch of shit on here that I have. And I have my Foolish Ray book. I'm actually going to text the homies um, that I'm live right now. And the Foolish Ray book is up. 
So there you go. The Fool's Ray book, what is that? I don't know. It's a children's play. It's the creepiest book ever. It's got this clay figure on it. Uh, so if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, now you have to come on Facebook or come on YouTube and follow us. So you have to see the video component of it because I have this creepy children's book in the background. <laughs> if any of you guys know where I can get a background with our logo on it and a backdrop, I don't want, you know, I don't want a green screen, but I want our green logo and in the background when we do do the show. And I want you guys to get involved in the show. So the background is terrible. I usually talk TV, but Lord of the Rings is unwatchable. $200 million in CGI and no actors you give a shit about. Um Game of Thrones, I didn't even watch. But Game of Thrones is light years above uh, Lord of the Rings. So if you're watching a show out there, the reason I'm talking about this is we're also live. I usually don't just do sports. I do a little pop culture for you, too. So if you're live, let me know what you're watching. Me and the wifey need new material here. Because um, we finished The Bachelorette. Sheesh. This one sweaty guy. I think they got engaged finally. Spoiler. Um, and then I guess after filming the show takes however many weeks they do it. Um, and they can't see each other because you, people are watching the show and see who she ends up with, I guess, for people that don't watch the show. And during that time span, it got super rocky. You never would have expected it if you've seen them throughout the time. and. This, they they aired them sitting together trying to work it out, and this guy is such a sweaty, stinking bastard. He's he's so sweaty. Um, we're gonna get <laughs> gonna get Carson Wentz is gonna throw two picks. Hell yeah! So this guy's a sweaty, uh, sweaty, sweaty bastard, and I wish him nothing but a world of pain um, and suffering. No, I'm just kidding. Nice people. Everyone deserves to find somebody. But on to sports. Before I get to Eagles, the Phillies finally won a game. Nobody cares about the Phillies. The Eagles are taking over right now. And I love Phillies baseball. There's nothing better. Nobody knows what it feels like. Nobody cares and nobody's going to the game because nobody has felt that feeling of playoff baseball for 10 years. So if you're a younger fan, you were probably like a pooping yourself when the last time the Phillies were in the, the playoffs. So the younger fans don't even know what the Phillies are. And, you know, it was looking pretty good. Look, we're finally going to get in. We're, we're still holding a spot, but, you know, it's they, they're poised for a giant collapse where I thought maybe the Mets would collapse, something like that. We'd end up drawing them. The, Brett, the Braves win the division. The Braves don't lose, and I thought the the Phillies were lucky if they get that last wild card spot, which would be fine because they play St. Louis, and I'd much rather play in St. Louis than any of these other guys. But you know, the Phillies look like they're going to collapse. Finally, got a win last night. Wheeler's back. Uh, moved a bunch of guys to the bullpen. We went Tuesday. What a disaster! What a disaster Tuesday was. Luckily, it was after Monday night. 
ripping. I have a funny story about Monday. And Tuesday night, we got Liddy Liddy again. Liddy again. I think that's a song. Anyway, so I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you about Monday. So Monday, usually we, we keep it chill. We're real fans. We don't like to get too banged up. Monday night, usually I drive or my brother drives. Um, but he was working, and where he works is close to the stadium. So rather than coming back and get me, um, we just we'll meet there, and he was going to drive home. So we switch off each week or whatever. So we're not drinking and driving. Drink responsibly. Um, I went with some friends, a buddy of mine wanted, who's never been to an Eagles tailgate, wanted to come tailgate. So he took the train. So we took the train and it goes from Ebsekin to, uh, you take it to Lindenwald. If you're down in Atlantic city, he's in Atlantic city. We're in AC. So, from there, to, you take the Patco, I think, to 12th and Locust. And then from there, you have to take the broad line into the thing. So you have to take, like, three different things to go. And none of them have a bathroom on it. So this guy is just ripping the entire time drinking. There's nowhere to pee. And then we got up there, and it's several hours. The tailgate's really not. Several hours early. The tailgate's really not going hard yet. So, um, there, there's like some of the porta potties, like where the gate where you pay to get in, they're like locked. So <laughs> there's nowhere to pee. So we're not that buzzed yet to the point where we want to get like a pee in the subway station or pee in the the train tracks or you know somewhere there where we'd get like indecent exposure. We, you know, had beers for three hours, but we're, we're adults. We're, we're veterans of the game. So there's really nowhere to go. So we're just holding it like crazy. We're super uncomfortable. Uh, and then we finally went to our tailgate. There's nobody there yet. We, we were way too excited. Got up there early. Um, so if any of you need to know how to get there from South Jersey, it takes two hours. And now I'm a pro because I learned the whole thing, how you get up there and beyond. And then from there, walked when I met up with him at the, uh, where the train gets off, um, walked to FDR Park, which is off the beaten path. That's where our tailgate is. So if you want to tailgate with us, let us know. And they're trying to raise a couple bucks to put new electric and new lighting in. So this is full open bar, full food DJ, you name it. Um, they take their nations every week and they feed everybody and it's a dope time, but they're raising money um, for the tailgate to put in new electric and lighting and everything like that and pimp it out even more. So if you want to support us, you can send me money and I'll pass it right on to the tailgate. Or if you want to send it to them and you want to come tailgate with us, I will uh, hook you up. 
she's got to send me a, a message or something like that. Speaking of messages, this Vikings fan messaged me. I guess it was during the game, but I was at the game, but I was posting videos or whatever on my story on here. And he replies to the story. He basically he goes, go kill yourself, which I get messages like that all the time. Like, that's not something to joke about. The guy goes, you know, go, go off, go kill yourself, go off yourself. I'm like, whatever, this guy's just a jerk. I'm like, who doesn't like me that much? He said my face looked like it had like pubes on it and my eyebrows were ugly and whatever. People would say that to me all the time. I don't give a shit. I'm used to it. Um, so, so he says all this nasty, nasty stuff. So I go back at him and he actually started to lighten up a little bit too. I, I told him to like, you know, then I got real nasty. I probably can't. I got to tread lightly what I say on here, but I told him basically because he's a Vikings fan, and you know the Vikings fans like a guy with pigtails and stuff. I basically told him to do some nasty things with with the Viking mascot and whatever back and forth. He ended up blocking me, so get rid of that guy. That guy is just a piece of crap. Um, in any event, Coca-Cola, horrible Thursday night game, and uh, taking it easy because we're going down to D.C. with Philly sports trips. Um, so the Phillies, when I was up there and they almost collapsed, I jinxed them because last week I said, what's the magic number? They had 80 wins. Well, how many more wins is it going to take for them to lock a playoff spot up? And what ended up happening was they didn't win a game the entire weekend after that. Finally won last night. And I'm inviting more people in here. They finally won last night. I said, who's even watching them now with football on like four nights a week and maybe tonight to watch them. Cause who's watching the Cleveland Browns game tonight. Um, but, and then if you want to go to the game now, the game is at six is at six forty five. It used to be seven Oh five. And everyone's used to like muscle memory. Like if you go to games a lot, you have your routine or whatever. Every single person, even at the 705 pitches, you missed the top of the first. Like, every single person did not get in that stadium till the second inning, and the Phillies were losing 5 nothing. Like, if you're going to play that early, this team has got to come out of the gate ready to go. Like, the fans were not ready to go. The team is not ready to go. 5 nothing before the game even starts. It was 18-11. to 11. It was like a football score. Next night, at least they won. Um. So enough of that. Um, I want to talk a little about the Monday night game, and then we'll get into Ben Simmons and Carson Wentz. So Jalen Hurts now has the highest passer rating of any quarterback in the NFL right now. People said he was not a top 10 quarterback. Whether he is or he isn't, he's going to have a good year. The team is very good. 
it would take something catastrophic for him not to have a good year. So that being said, they have got to open up contract negotiations now. They can't let what happened to Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson happen to them. They cannot do that. They also can't pay the kid, love him to death, $400 million fully guaranteed for the next 10 years because you'll have no money. You'll have no O-line. You look at some of these teams that are banged up, no weapons around him, and he'll be what he is, which is still, regardless whether he has an MVP season or not, he's still probably like number 10, and that's being generous in the league as far as the straight quarterback position. I will say the quarterback position is evolving immensely. It's totally different now from what it was. You don't have to be like one of those guys like Aaron Rodgers and or Tom Brady that just stands in the pocket. Like you have Lamar Jackson, you have Josh Allen who's athletic, you have Patrick Mahomes. When does that stop? Do those guys turn more into a pocket passer? I have and and they don't run as much. I have no idea when that changes, but right now he's Jalen Hurts, although I don't have him ranked that high, he is as good as it gets. He doesn't turn the ball over. He is a leader. People love to pay for play for him. He is really accurate. The biggest knock on him is he wasn't accurate. And his arm strength got better. His deep ball was better. We saw that in the first game with A.J. Brown and Quez Watkins. Pretty much everything about him got better. So he's going to have a great year, and he's going to have to get extended. So what is the number? Is he a guy that wants to win? He's young. He wants a huge contract probably, or his agent wants him to get a huge contract. But is he a guy that says, you know, I want to win. I want to take a little bit less and be able to have a team around me like guys like Tom Brady do. And and to be honest with you, right now, I would take Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady because not in their prime, but where does Tom Brady have left? Two, three years, maybe. We've been saying that for probably the last six years. But if you're starting a franchise and building the franchise, I will say, although Jalen Hurts may not be in the top ten, if you're starting him – there's there's maybe three or four guys that I'd take over him to start my franchise with today because some of these guys are in the twilight of their career and the rest of them with their play that are going to command so much money that you're going to have no money to pay anybody else. I'm slam dunk taking Jalen Hurts over a Russell Wilson. I'm not taking him over maybe Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I'd probably still take Jalen Hurts. I think he's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. I'd, and I'd probably, but I think Lamar Jackson is above him when you rate them from 1 to 10 or whatever you do. Probably Lamar Jackson's up there. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Herbert, uh, Rodgers, Brady. People had Dak above Jalen Hurts. I would take Jalen Hurts above Dak. 100%. So there's not more than than three or four guys that I would take before him. So 
if he's going to have the season he's going to have and he's going to have to get extended eventually, why don't we do, although it didn't work out, we signed Wentz early. We signed Wentz early. We, on the last year of his rookie deal, we ate some of the money via a signing bonus and you didn't, we didn't cripple ourselves and we ended up getting ourselves out of it and building a monster team. So they need to work on extending Jalen Hurts. We were beyond Liddy at the game. I had to watch the highlights pretty much the next day. No points in the second half is inexcusable. I don't care about the block punts. I don't care about the screenplay. I don't care about the interception. I don't care about four-minute offense and trying to chew clock. People say I don't know football. I don't care about any of that. You cannot. In the NFL, when we watch these guys like the Jets come back and beat the Browns, you watch the Dolphins come back and win. You watch the Cardinals come back and beat the Raiders. You cannot score zero points for an entire half of football. You can't do it. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care how the defense is playing. You can't score zero points whatsoever. On to D.C. On to D.C. I didn't watch any of the post games. We routed Kirk Cousins. Darius Slay's an animal. If they do anything but put Darius Slay on the number one receiver and let him shadow it, if they say he's going to stay on the same side of the field, that's baloney. Darius Slay needs to shadow Terry McLaurin this week. I couldn't watch any of the post game wars, the Jacob Media versus NBC Sports Philadelphia, so I'm not even going to get into that. But I'm going to tell you, if they do anything less than let Darius Slay shadow Terry McLaurin and make the best players, the linebackers were outstanding. The Eagles defense was outstanding. Jonathan Gannon, his job was on the line on Monday, and he delivered. If he has a game where he has a sigh of relief, or something like that, you can't let that happen. He needs to follow up the game he had last week with another great performance this week. He can't go back and have a regression, Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon needs to shut Carson Wentz down. Carson Wentz spoke about his time in Philly. He said he loved Philly. It looks completely different now with the coaches, which is valid and stuff like that. He said he he loved and cherished his time in Philly. The guy, although he's going to have two blunders a game that may cost him the game, and that's what probably what it'll come down to this week. The guy still this year is throwing the ball well. He has seven touchdowns right now and probably a bunch of picks, probably four picks, three picks, fumbles, the Carson Wentz stuff, the safeties, the brutal stuff. That's what loses in the game. But other than that, if you let this guy get hot and our defense does not play up to par and we're not getting turnovers and we're not getting safeties or not doing things like that and we're not playing aggressive like we did Monday night, Carson Wentz is going to torch us. He has everything to play for. This is his Super Bowl. Everyone's saying the Eagles are the best team on the planet right now. Their heads are bigger than an airhead right now. Nobody's talking about the commanders. And it's in D.C. this week. And they just got smoked by the Lions, and the Eagles beat the Lions. So there's nobody picking the Commanders this week. And that's a dangerous spot to be in. You're 2-0. Everyone thinks you're now one of the favorites out of the NFC. It's a dangerous spot to be in. You cannot underestimate these teams with guys like Terry McLaurin 
and Gibson and the the tight end was big. He's been hurt for years and years and years. He's healthy now, Logan Thomas. So you cannot underestimate this team. And they're and if the Eagles offensive line played like it did in Detroit with Montez Sweat and all these guys that they have and all these first round picks that they were years they were in the dumpster and they were defense, 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 defense. If the offensive line which I don't think they will because it was a little rust game. They will get smoked down there. So I don't think it happened. The Eagles are probably favorite in the game. I still think the Eagles win. We're going down DC Philly sports trips over a thousand people. Some of the other groups too have a few hundred each 500. One of them has a couple hundred here and there. Philly sports trips by far the biggest invited us down. Have over a thousand people going down in this game. You know, I was going to say, oh, wow, Carson Wentz is lucky that this first game's not in Philly. It's down there. Dude, no. It's Lincoln Financial South. This is going to be a home game. And the whole one of the whole corners of the stadium I think we're taking up. It's going to be all Eagles fans. It, all Eagles fans. But Carson Wentz still does two bonehead things a game. And... That's probably what's going to be. That's what's going to cost him. But he said he loves his time in Philly. Ben Simmons said he loved playing in Philly today. He said basically that he still has real estate in Philly. I love how he phrased it like that. I still have real estate in Philly. My brother lives in Philly. My friends are there. I love my time in Philly. I like playing in Philly. But they're always looking for something to nitpick at in Philly. I'd post a picture of my dog, he said. And they would say, why aren't you in the gym? Or a reporter would say, why aren't you in the gym? They never look at the other things he does, the defensive passing. It doesn't matter. What really lost Ben Simmons, and if he would have just came out and said this, it probably would have been a different story. Everybody was mad at Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons wouldn't speak in the public. Carson Wentz wouldn't speak in the in the public. They don't want to they didn't want to play for Philadelphia anymore. A lot of similarities between those two. They did not want to play for Philadelphia anymore. So they hid. They wouldn't come. They didn't come to practice. Simmons wouldn't play. He wouldn't even help. That's why everyone hated Simmons. Simmons wouldn't even do anything to help his trade value. He'd stay at home and he hit. But when he tells his side of the story today that that Atlanta game he does what he does best without saying that he's not going to shoot it or he doesn't want to draw a foul because he can't shoot a free throw to save his life. Without saying that, he said, you know what? He passes the ball well. He was on their best player on Trey Young all game. He was he was exhausted. He was trying to push someone open. He saw Matisse cut over. He didn't go up and dunk. When he looks back at it, he said, yeah, you know what? I should have slam dunked that ball. But, and it wasn't lost from that. And it wasn't lost from the Philly fans telling this guy to kick rocks and get out of here. It wasn't from all that because he's going to get that probably wherever he goes. What it was is after that game, when they asked Doc Rivers if he could win a championship with Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers said, I don't know. Joel Embiid wanted Jimmy Butler to still play for the team. Joel Embiid wanted Harden here. 
and he's already probably going to kick hard now if it doesn't work this year. So Joel Embiid blames everybody else but himself. So the side of the story we didn't get through this all when we were saying, hey, Ben Simmons got to get the heck out of here. Side of the story we didn't get was his. The whole time he was hiding, that's why we hated it. We wanted him to come out and say, you know what? I'm going to be better. I'm going to shoot the ball. I'm going to practice. I, I love Philly. I'm going to play for Philly. We wanted him to come out and say all the right things. What his teammates should have done was come out and say all the right things. His teammates should have been like, yo, we got him. He's our guy. It's okay. Next time, whatever. They didn't do that. They were so sick and tired of losing again in the second round at home, game seven against Atlanta. They were so, And I'm so mad that that this week, this is what we got to talk about because people love drama. But they were so mad that they had their own problems with the team that they couldn't get over the hump and win game two. And then Bede's always hurt and all this stuff and all these excuses every year that they threw this guy under the bus and he wanted out. And I don't blame him, to be honest. And I'm glad he's gone. I love James Harden. I think James Harden got a bad kind of rap this year for being out of shape and things like that. He came a long way. He was looking like hell. He was out of shape. He ended up turning around. He had one game where he basically helped us win a game without Embiid and advance in the playoffs. So I'm expecting a lot from James Harden. If not, I'm going to be running him out of town too. So I like the trade. He needed to change the scenery. Wentz needed to change the scenery. Um, but these guys, Wentz specifically, not Ben Simmons, because he basically did nothing. But Wentz specifically is in charge of one of the most magical years of Philly sports history. And now that's a guy that was top 10 in the league. At one point in time. And you don't stay there forever. Only a few guys stay in that conversation forever. But he was a guy that you didn't say at week one. You didn't say at week two. So Jalen Hurts could get there this year for sure. Um, but Carson Wentz was, was the league MVP before everything went down. So I'm excited to see Carson Wentz. I'm excited to see. I love a good story, and I like to see how these guys um, overcome adversity and things like that. It would be great to play the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs with Ben Simmons. Um, it would be great for if if uh, I think the Dallas win last week was a total fluke. I think the Giants are a total fluke. It would be great if we went pound for pound with uh, the Commanders this season and us and Carson Wentz really just fought it hard, took it to the brink um, this year. Um, Eight o'clock games about to kick off. Actually, my man Seth Joyner does his show tonight too on, uh, so y'all probably watching Seth, but I didn't get to watch Seth post game, Seth Joyner. I'm excited to see Seth Joyner. Because we're going to Arizona. I think we're going to link up with him um, down there with a party. He's going to be in the Arizona trip. And hopefully he's down in D.C. this week. I don't know where he's going to be at. He might be doing his show in A.C. 
But um, Seth and AZ, shout out to Seth and uh, Jacob Media and Ron Jaworski with the NBC Sports uh, post game. Those guys are both some of my faves. Um, enjoy the game. Let me know what you're watching this week. And fly, Eagles, fly. Give you a little of a prediction. I'm going to say the Eagles win a close one, and it's going to be uh, 27-17 Eagles. And I'm going to take a nice nap on the bus after I eat a ton of uh, after I eat a ton of Ernest and Sons from Brigantine, Miller Lite sponsoring it, Vizzy, Seltzer, Yards. I, they might have the filthy beer that they don't even acknowledge. It's called Filthy with the PH. Um, I don't even know who else is, is going to be down there. But it's going to be sick. Shout out to them. And fly, Eagles, fly. If you're going down to D.C., let us know. Peace out. All right, I had to log off the uh, Facebook Live. We're wrapping up the podcast. Please subscribe to us uh, on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. Even if you can't listen to the whole show every week, please leave us a review. It helps us out a lot and share it with your friends. Thanks a lot.